Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today on the Flyover Conservative Podcast, we're going to cover uh, an interesting topic because we're mm-hmm. in a really unique space and place in time where we have this the, the industry of religion and the industry of entertainment. And, 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 and inside of those worlds, we have we have people who um, are involved in ministry and every every version of what's happening in that world, and then entertainers. Mm-hmm. And then because of social media, TikTok, YouTube, everything, the worlds have kind of combined. And so on today's podcast, we have someone who who, who was a, a, a child actor, an mm-hmm. incredible testimony. He's a guest on the show in the past. We'll put the links below. Been stabbed nine times, had an encounter. And lived. Had an encounter with God so close, he almost just stayed there. But he he, he came back into this space as well to continue because he had a lot of, of work to do. We've gotten to know him through the Reawaken events. Um, he's a pastor of a church in Hendersonville, Tennessee, called the Remnant Church. It's Pastor Todd Coconado. Yay! Hey, David, it's Daisy. So good to be with you guys. I love your show. I love what you're doing. Thank you for coming back. We've been really looking forward to this. You know, there's so much information coming out. We really like to get your take on some things. And I want to kind of just jump right to this. And I want this to be maybe something that's, that's shareable for people who are kind of confused or hurting right now or, or with things going on. Um, you know, I'll kind of, kind of set this up. And this is like trying to hold 10 gallons of water with your arms. And so I'll just do my best to kind of just throw this out there. But there's a unique thing that happens within uh, the the world of Christianity in in today's space where we have famous Christians, whether it's through music or ministry, the the platforms have gotten, you know, enormous. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, people are people. So some, you know, rise up and some fall. They don't meet people's expectations, but individuals will sometimes attach their faith and their belief to another person and like, wow, you know, and, and so I'll mention there's the, the Hillsong pastor in New York with, with Carl Lentz and, and uh, you know, just rock star status and, and very accessible mm-hmm. to the really cool media and hip and, and this kind of thing. And then, you know, recently we've had, you know, some, some worship pastors kind of, kind of, kind of get into some, some dicey area uh, with Maverick city. And this isn't, you know, breaking news on this part. My question for you, Todd, you've spent yeah. time in Hollywood. You know that world. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're, you've been a pastor for, I think, over 20 years, um, walking with the Lord in, in that space. And so when you have the industry of Christianity, you know, which is still a product, it's, 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 it's selling out arenas for, you know, concerts. And you have this whole thing, uh, you know, mixed with the industry of entertainment because people pay to get entertained at the same time. Mm-hmm. How can people walk this out where there's a lot of people right now that are are confused or like, oh, that was my guy. I, I I had these amazing encounters with God through this person's music. Is that diluted somehow based on an individual's behavior? How do people walk this out? And what's your advice as a pastor on disassociating the people of God from their experiences with God? Yeah, David, what a great, great question, because this is something I had to tackle early on in my walk, you know, being a pastor out in Hollywood. And, you know, I would have people that were in my life that were, you know, people I looked up to in the Christian world when I first got saved. And then all of a sudden they fell or something happened. And this was devastating to me as a new believer. And so it was something that I had to really take to prayer. And I really feel like God set me up for this uh, many years ago, because this would be an area that we would be discussing uh, many times. And so here we are. Uh, but, you know, what he showed me is, is that we have to have a personal relationship with him and we can't connect it to any other individual. So the challenge is, you know, people will always let us down. 
Uh, thank God there's some stable people, some people that are going to finish well and praise God for that. I have a lot of those people in my life, mentors and elders that I've known for many, many years. Uh, but along the way, there have also been, as I mentioned, people that have fallen and have even left the faith, you know? Yeah. And so what do you do in that situation? So God wants us to have, you know, a long-term strategy and be set up for success as a believer so that we can finish well. That's why, you know, finishing well is the most mm. important thing. Yep. Uh, we, we want to stand before the throne one day and have the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant, you know, not uh, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so what you mentioned is so important because we're in an age where there's social media, there's all these different Christian television shows, you got Christian movies, you know, you yep. got a whole industry and it's a huge industry and there's a lot of money. And so I think uh, where we need to differentiate, you know, I have friends like Danny Goki and people like that, that I know are legitimate believers that love the Lord and that are on a mission. But he's also well-known and sells albums and goes on tours. But see, the, the thing with guys like him and people that I know is, is that if they're a real believer, their mission is souls. Their mission is a kingdom purpose mission. Now, even though there's a business aspect and he has people, and I'm just using him as an example, but you know, there's people that, that handle the album and the distribution and the marketing. There's still a soul mission of, you know, winning souls of being about kingdom business. And then there's people that I believe that are in this just for the entertainment value. And here's where this gets really messy because they have a talent and sometimes we confuse talent with anointing and that's yes. very dangerous. Yeah. And this is very big. You know, I mean, there's even preachers, preachers that are talented, but not anointed. They're basically just really glorified motivational speakers. Mm -hmm. And so what I always say in this aspect is, look, I came from Hollywood. If I wanted to be a Hollywood celebrity, I would have stayed in Hollywood. I would have continued to pursue my acting career. But, you know, when God saved me, uh, you know, the mission changed. It wasn't about making a lot of money or being famous. It was about souls and kingdom business and being about, you know, the mission of the Lord and what he says in his word. So if somebody's in the Christian world, every, every person that has a platform in the Christian world has to, first of all, be saved. Second of all, be serving the Lord. And third, be living a lifestyle that glorifies the Lord in what they do. Because the Bible says to avoid even the appearance of evil. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the, I could just go on and talk about this for so, so long here. But when you're associating with people that are in the world and, you know, you're, you're unequally yoked, like what just came up with Maverick City recently, mm -hmm. uh, this is a problem because people are watching your life. And even maybe if it was just innocent or whatever, that's fine. But you have to avoid even the appearance of evil. And so if people are going to start following Nas X all of a sudden, here's a, a mm -hmm. homosexual yeah. man that has, you know, Satan's shoes. I mean, it's so blatant and in our face. Yeah. Yep. Why would a believer want to be associated with someone like that or, or say, mm -hmm. oh, that's who I watch or that's who I listen? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Man, that, those are really great points. So let me ask you a question. Let's say that, you know, somebody gets saved in a church where the pastor has fallen or... Yeah. um or somebody has an experience when they listen to a worship song and that worship leader has fallen. He wrote that song. He sung that song. They experienced the Lord through that. Are those things real? Are they still saved? Is that, was that a real save? You know, like all of these different things that people may be feeling right now, yeah. you know, did, did I really feel the anointing when I listened to that song? Yeah. If the, if the cow dies, does the milk expire automatically? You got to throw it out. No, that's a great question. You know, the good news is the gifts come without repentance. And so mm -hmm. if you if you had an experience with the Lord where you felt the Holy Spirit moving and there was an anointing on the song or whatnot, that doesn't go away just because the, the person who sings it is a sinner. You know, I mean, we're mm -hmm. all sinners 
in need yeah. of a savior. But the thing is, is that, you know, we are to be consecrated and set apart as believers, you know? And so uh, the challenge is, you know, I mean, don't, don't think that you didn't have an experience or you didn't get saved. It's just, it, I'll give you an example. There's people and, you know, as, as a pastor, I do have to rely on donations and tithes and things like sure. that to run the church, you know? So, but, you know, I know that there's many people that have abused that over the years. And, you know, we know these people, like you had mentioned in the intro, you know, celebrity pastors that are flying around in, you know, six private jets and yachts and all, you know, sure. unbelievable. That, that's not how anybody should be running a ministry on the backs of, you know, tithers and believers that, that think that they're giving to, you know, good causes. And then you're just, you know, using that for whatever you want yeah. to do. It's like, let me, you know? So, but the thing is, is the people that gave, they're still blessed because they did what was right before the Lord. See, they tied. And, and so even though that, you know, they gave, they're blessed, but the person who did the wrong, that's the one who's going to have to stand before the throne. That's the one who's going to have to answer. And so it's the same way with the music. You know, if the music got, you know, you had an anointing and an experience uh, during a song or whatnot, you got saved. That's still real. You had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't about the person and that person fell. That's on them. They're going to have to deal with that. So the challenge in our society is that a lot of people have really made pastors and leaders idols and uh, every pastor should be pointing up. You know, I tell people in our congregation, you know, follow uh, God, not Todd, you know, hopefully <laughs> that rhymes even <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, it's like, but the thing, I mean, even saying that, though, I still, um, you know, it's a, it, I know that leaders are held to a higher standard. And I know, I, you know, with fear and trembling, I don't want to fall. I don't want to cause somebody to stumble because, you know, that would be, you know, not only would it be a detriment to them and there's so much collateral damage, yeah. but it would also be me being disobedient to the Lord. My family would be affected, the ministry. There's so many reasons. So why would we want to have leaven in our life? The Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So we want to be set apart, consecrated, and doing the best we can to live a, a holy lifestyle, you know? So, so God's not necessarily handcuffed to the morality of the people that are doing his work. You know, he can, he can work through that, you know, and you, and you see this on and on. You have, you know, guys like Lonnie Frisbee and, you know, people yep. that had these incredible works and then, yep. you know, also flaws. What do we do as the body of Christ? Um, you know, you see someone like, like David, probably the best example in the Bible of someone who, who, who fell, sin, repentant heart. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that, in that change. And God um, even said he was a man after his own heart, yeah. even yeah. with all of that. So, yep. you know, yep. you have that in the mix. Sometimes, you know, we, in, in the body of Christ, it's easy to be like, I'll, I'll never hear anything from that guy again because he did this thing and not allow them to go through, you know, a cycle. So, so when you see these things happen, they've happened in the past, they'll probably happen again, as long as, you know, we're working through, you know, humans, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of the cycle that can happen. What do we do? What's our calling to, pray for them? What's the ex- expectation we can have to them? What's holding them to too high of a standard? What's maybe not holding them to any kind of a standard at all and saying, well, he's that, that's just how he is, you know, and, yeah. and allowing this, like, how do, how do we maintain our hearts towards celebrity Christians, you know, to people yeah. that are walking this out and then, and then on ramping them back in, you know, to where yeah. these guys aren't like, you know, you're dead Shut to me. Completely. I tear my clothes and everyone to hear your name again. It's like, that's, that's, we're not called for that either. How, how do we balance this? Yeah, what a great question, David, because, you know, this is very important. Uh, we tend to eat our own as Christians. And yep. so when somebody is down, you know, you'll just see everybody piling on them. And so I wanted to make sure I did not do that with Maverick City with this recent situation. So we want to show them the love of Christ, but we also want to call out a sin or, you know, something that, that shouldn't be uh, done, you know. like mm-hmm. And so how do you do that? It's a delicate balance. Well, the Bible actually says go to the person. So we're supposed to go to the person and then, you know, if the person doesn't respond, then you go to the elders and then if you know, there's a whole process, it's a whole mm-hmm. protocol. 
but, you know, that being said, uh, you know, when somebody does have a fall, again, don't eat your own. You want there to be a restoration process. But the key is, like you said with David, is you got to be a good repenter. In yes. other words, we're all going to probably have an instance in our walk at some point where we mess up. You know, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we don't. Hopefully it's not super bad. But, you know, chances are we will. I know I have, you know, I have over the years. So sure. the thing is, is that we have to have mercy and grace and there has to be a restoration process. But the key is repentance. Is the person, you know, willing to be humble and repent and turn mm-hmm. from whatever it is that they did? And if they are, then I believe like, let's say you're a minister, you're somebody who's out there in the Christian world, uh, you know, go through the process, maybe step down for a season and get some healing, uh, be around elders and mentors that are, you know, pouring in your life, you know, spend time with the Lord and make sure that you're set up so that you're not going to have that again. Uh, the challenge that we've seen in the Christian world is a lot of times people are too quickly restored or they don't get the healing or they don't truly repent from what they did. And then we see a repeat offender. And that's where it gets really dangerous. And there's just a lot of collateral damage because I think people are kind of, you know, OK, one time you messed up. OK, you know, we'll kind of uh, understand everybody does that. Mm-hmm. But if you do it again, you know, people are going to be like, forget this person, you know. Right. And the other you know, the other part of this uh, is, is, too, is, is that. Uh, God will forgive you and, and praise God. You know, there's only one unforgivable sin and that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If you turn, uh, you know, you're going to be forgiven. Here's the challenge. People don't always forget and people don't always forgive. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be a Christian if you fell, you know, or you had a marital affair or something. I mean, those things, you can repent and you can be restored. But the challenge is people are not always going to forgive. The Lord will forgive the people won't always. So that's why it's very hard to walk through a situation like that, you know? Man, that is such great advice. Pastor Todd, thank you so much. So if people want to find you and learn more about your ministry, they go to pastortodd.org, but they can also find you at Facebook, which you have a very active Facebook. It's hot. It is really, I've learned really something about hot. Crocs this weekend following your Facebook. I'm like, oh, man. You cover, you cover it all. You're, you, you really bring, you bring everything to the table and look at it through God's lens. Well, that's our objective. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the church has been silent on a lot of issues. And I really feel like we're supposed to be the head and not the tail. And so uh, I'm, I'm thankful for people like yourselves that have a ministry that's speaking about all these different mm-hmm. areas. And I just pray more and more people continue to speak up because we are in Amen. a battle. It's a battle of light versus darkness. And we know that we're on the winning team. So uh, we got to act like winners. Amen. That's exactly right. So you can find his Facebook at uh, Real Todd Coconato. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great being with you both. Hey, Flyover family. This is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible. And look who's behind us, Eric Trump. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. It's our second time out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only patriot. They're not at home, left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with 8,000 other patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America. And everybody's high-fiving each other. They're giving each other hugs. They're coming around. They are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up, they are speaking up, and they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd. 
And you know, it's so important that you get together with other Patriots. It's so important. That's why they isolated you, had you by yourself for two years, put a mask over you. They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other Patriots. But when you do, you get awakened. You get excited. you got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left. So get your tickets. Come out and see us. You have to be there. You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible event. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could, and they talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now, getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home, and you get to work. That's where it starts, though. family and we got a new shipment in from my and reagan the doberman got some new stuff Probably wouldn't be if we weren't doing construction or a studio, but it's happening. All right, this some slippers. Slippers, not for you, Reagan. What is going on? Maybe two steps so that he has slippers too. Yes. Reagan, what do we got going on in here? Sheets. sheets. These are not for you. You do not. Avery, Avery's been making orders. <laughs> Somebody got to hold my credit card. Oh, I think so. Queen, stripe, light gray. Yeah. Not for Reagan. Not for Reagan. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> More <laughs> slippers. <laughs> you guys know how much I love this. I'm even wearing my slipper. Oh, my God. All right. I think we're down I to the nitty gritty. Oh, man. What did we get? And a little Wesley size bag. <laughs> A Reagan bed and a Wesley bed. Wesley's bed. What do you think, Ray? What do you think, Wes? Ray. What so then, think? I think you throw them into the dryer. Dryer with fluff them up. Are you guys excited? Are you pumped? Are you fired up? Are you pumped or what? Yes. Are you Come pumped here. or what? Come here. Tell us what you did. Ben! Ben! Oh, we love you. I love you. Can you give it a howl? I love you. You see how much you like your bed? Are you ready? Oh! 
bet. Good boy. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.